The following is a production of Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. We're the Philadelphia fans. Gentlemen, welcome to the world famous 83 to infinity podcast where we talk sixes, nothing but sixes, NBA basketball and how it pertains to the sixes. That would be the sixes who were victorious in the first round of the NBA playoffs. Were there a lot? Of, yeah, they were. I mean, in the oh, first carry round, on. Were, I just yeah. had to throw that out there. Like, yeah, were they vic- really victorious. Did they win? We'll, we'll come back to that. They won, so to me, that's that. That that is victor. That's that's how you how you become victorious. You 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 declare yourself victorious by winning, and that is what the Philadelphia 76ers did. They handled the Brooklyn Nets without Joel Embiid in Brooklyn on the on the road in Brooklyn in a closeout game. Uh, final. What was the final score? Um. Whatever the Sixers had to whatever the Nets had. That's all that matters. <laughs> the Nets lost. The Nets, who... 96 to 88. 96 to 88. Nets, after being swept in four games by the Sixers, were also 0-4 against the Sixers in a regular season. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand, you know... I know you don't put a lot of stock in that because it was a different Nets team throughout the season. You know, there were the KD Nets, there were the Kyrie Nets, there were the KD and Kyrie Nets, there were the no KD and Kyrie Nets. Ben Simmons played a couple of games here and there. Did Ben Simmons play any of those games against the Sixers? No, I don't think so. But nonetheless, I, I still find it hard to believe that one team can lose to another team eight times in one season and not beat them one single game. Not win... One single game. That's crazy to me. I, I just, you know, that, that that is wild. But nonetheless, Sixers are moving on. Uh, your initial thoughts on this series, this first round series. My initial thoughts? Yes. As now that the series is over, we see how it played out in its entirety, first round. Mm-hmm. You call it a victory, I say not so much. How can it not be a victory? If the, I'm just asking. Here, here's why I'm explaining it to you. Okay, because we've talked several times. At no point did I have any thoughts that Brooklyn was even a threat to win this series. Okay, my concern were making sure you're prepared for the second round, mm-hmm. and for the second round. Our big man starting that series coming off a sprained knee. Yeah. If he's able to go at the beginning of the series. So, Embiid injury is why I say, did we really win? Like, mm-hmm. Is it really a victory? Like, yeah, you got past the Nets, 
but you were always going to get past the Nets. Mm-hmm. What you really wanted to do was get past the Nets healthy. And they did not do that. And they did not do that. Uh, you you were right. You were right. Let's bring in uh let's bring in a guest for some extra commentary. He joined He's not us, a guest uh, no more. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. He 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 <laughs> he <wanted> us. Uh, <laughs> he is. Now real talk. I have, a, I, have, I have a neighbor, I have a friend of our family. Mm-hmm. Been a long time friend. Him, you know, and my dad are pretty much best friends now. This man has been coming over our house now for like 30 something years. Man has never knocked. He just comes right into the door. He knows which door is open. He walks mm-hmm. right in. And when you're coming in the house and you see him sitting on the couch, you're not surprised. You're not shocked. You're not mad. He's he's there. And that's who Artist. Javon offered is. To, exactly. He's family. Uh, you know, that, that's all he is. He, he is family. He knows he has an open invitation. And, and, and to be honest, you know, although this is this is Jonesy and Brown, and, and this is, you know, just another, you know, uh, I, I guess variation of all the podcasts I ever did. You know, he, he was the co-host of the Best in the World Sports Report for a long time. And we never really just ended the best in the world sports report. So he's still like a, a, a co-host. Like if he wanted to make this, if we doesn't said, "Hey man, I just want this to be Jonesy Brown and Alford," like would we tell him no? No, no. We just kick up the money, go to the, the graphics guy, and have him add his name, <laughs> <laughs> add his name to the logo, and then it would just be Jonesy Brown and Alford. We have to change all the social media, change the website, and everything, and he just. Javon Alford, welcome to the show. Sixers have now beaten the Nets four games to nothing. Uh, the Embiid the news is a bummer. But let's start with, with positives. What positives do you take from this first-round series? Well, again, always appreciate y'all having me on. Like you said, I'm not no special guest or anything, friend of friends. You, you are <laughs> special. Friend. You're very special. You just ain't no guest. You know? Exactly. There, it, you it is. there you go. There you go. Like, first time, long time. But uh, exactly. <laughs> that game, yeah, I mean, positive. I think the first positive, and I think we talked about this, you know, last week, right, was Tobias Harris and the way that, you know, mm-hmm. he played throughout this series because – we saw, like we talked about last week, right? Playoff Tobias showed up, but there was some period, especially in that Miami series, when, you know, Mike mentioned when Embiid came back, he kind of floated back into, like, I'm mm-hmm. going to let the big man just do what he do, and I'll play my role. Like, no, he kept his momentum and kept that same energy from game one and carried the mm-hmm. game four. I mean, I mean, I, I, would, I would be interested to see when's the last time he had a, a streak where he had like what twenty game, twenty point games in a row. Like mm-hmm. that's something mm-hmm. that we haven't seen him unheard of from him. And then even just on the boards, you know, his work on the boards. And I think the Sixers' work on the boards in general played mm-hmm. a huge, you know, factor into this game. Fifteen um, boards this, for Paul Reed. Yeah, I mean, see what happens when you play Paul Reed, you know, <laughs> Doc Rivers and not putting him into the fire last mm-hmm. year when he didn't really play. Now you see what happens when you play him and he, you start to reap those benefits. So I think them cleaning the glass like they did. And even I think we saw a little bit something out of this team when they were not playing their best in game three and even playing in game four, they weren't playing their best, right? Sixers mm-hmm. teams in the past would have been like, that's what it is, like, 
We might not call win it a day. Four. We'll be back yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. 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 We'll pack yeah. it up. We'll finish this in game five. Like almost how they did the Raptors series. They were up three. Oh, couldn't get it done. All right. We'll push it and see what happens. No, they did not mess around. They fought through it. You know, Maxi in game four was, you know, with some buckets melting with 15, 14 points in the fourth quarter. He's mm-hmm. been a huge addition to this team. So, there's a lot of positives, right? Outside of the injury, you got to be impressed with them taking care of business against a team that they should have, you know, dominated. Now, this is it's still a playoff team. They made their way into the playoffs. But is this – how bad of a team is Brooklyn? Is this really just beating up on a bad team? Or, like, was this a case of the Sixers playing a, a, a – a good enough brand of basketball to win this series, or was this just beating up on some suckers? I would, I'm not gonna say they're bad, right? Because they do have pieces, is again, right? We're only getting mm-hmm. like a 20 game sample size, 20 plus game sample size of what they are, because this team has gone through like multiple iterations in like one season. It's like yeah. Simmons, KD, Kyrie, then Simmons is off the picture. Now it's, you know, KD, Kyrie, and then KD moves on, Kyrie moves on, and now you're ushering in, you know, about that short period of, like, Cam Thomas leading the charge, and then it went to Bridges, Johnson, Dinwiddie. So I think we've seen different iterations. They just so happily, the bottom of the East just wasn't that good this year, so they had such a big lead where they could just, like, we don't have to play our best basketball in the second half. We can kind of just at least play 500. Mm-hmm. And we'll carry it, but they do have some things where they gotta shore up. I think you gotta, you know, if you're Brooklyn, you got something in Bridges, you might want to upgrade that point guard spot. Just don't know if Dinwiddie's gonna be that guy for them long term in that front court. Mm-hmm. No disrespect mm-hmm. to Nick Claxton, but they need something else there because he showed up the last two, he showed up, you know, obviously no one beat him even in game three, but. Other two games was non-existent. You can't have that in today's game. You need something else out of your center. And then they have bench pieces. That's one thing I do say. They have bench pieces. They just don't know how to use them the correct way. Speaking of bench pieces, um, either of you know what happened to Seth Curry this series? He was a guy who I actually thought could cause some trouble for the Sixers because they struggled to guard the perimeter. And his shooting, we, we know what his shooting can do. Mm-hmm. So, like those stretches where you weren't getting what you wanted out of Johnson or Bridges, like when they had some quiet stretches, I thought those would have been times to get Curry mm-hmm. in the game. And he was, at least to me, noticeably absent from the rotation. 20, 21 and a half minutes, six, uh, six points in the closeout game. That, that's, that's ridiculous for a player mm-hmm. of his caliber. Like, you, you have his shooting numbers in front of you? Uh, let's see. Three of six, uh, no three points, mate. No, uh, three of six from the field, over three from three. Okay, so shot fifty percent, but he was a little off from the outside. But he's a curry. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, you gonna tell me he's done shooting because he missed three? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> right. If if, uh, if Draymond Green's over three in a game, you say Draymond stop shooting. Stop shooting. Yeah. If right. Seth Curry is over three in a game, all right, you Seth, we'll get more. you some more yeah. shot. Keep mm-hmm. shooting. You good. Mm-hmm. You nice. I, keep going. Yeah, keep shooting. I, I think Jock Vaughn's rotations in game four were kind of weird too, right? Because mm-hmm. we saw – I don't think Seth played a little bit, but then in game three he really wasn't existing. He didn't really – 
see a lot of playing time. He threw Cam Thomas out there to try to get something going. It didn't work. I mean, we saw Joe Harris sprinkled in. I think, what, Patty Mills, even though poor Patty was just getting sliced and diced out there on the floor. I felt bad for him. But so many different rotations where guys didn't really, I think, know what their role was. Like, mm-hmm. And I felt like Curry played good in that game one. Like, he was getting his shots and, you know, coming off the screens and, mm-hmm. you know, line shots up. I would think if you're Jock Vaughn, like, that's your sixth man that you call off the bench immediately to like. Did Curry even get in the game? Minutes. Did Curry what, what, even get in the game three? What I will say, um, yeah, he played a little bit. But what I was going to say real quick is that as we're talking about this, it's hitting me the like, the roster construction mm-hmm. of the Brooklyn Nets after all these mm-hmm. moves they made during the year. Eighty five percent of their roster is perimeter guys. Yep. Yeah. Like not only do like I'm realizing not only do they not have the high end talent in the front court, they just lack mm-hmm. bodies in the front court. Yep. Mm. So so yeah, as you as we talk about it, and if you think about Jock Vaughn's unusual rotations, that may have been a function of being strapped personnel wise. Mm-hmm. You know, your options are are what they are at that point. Like, yeah, I need to go to my backup four, but I don't have one. Right, Royce O'Neal is your backup for <laughs> right, <laughs> and so and, and because of that, Sixers were able to capitalize. You know, you mm-hmm. you see, you know, you, you talk about what uh, playoff Toby was able to do. You saw what Joe what, and you saw what they what Joel was able to do while not necessarily putting up a lot of points. He commanded that double team, mm-hmm. and. When you know you talk about perimeter players, the Sixers perimeter players played well this series. They were hitting jump shots. You talk about PJ Tucker in the corner. James Harden was hitting jumpers. Might not have hit too many layups. <laughs> can, can, can we talk about that real quick? <laughs> yeah, well, let, let, let's talk about that. Well, let, let's talk about that. But 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 I guess the, the the point is when you look at you know we're talking about the the shortcomings of Brooklyn, mm-hmm. but you but let's also speak to what the Sixers had and how the Sixers were made up so they were able to capitalize on mm-hmm. said shortcomings. But again, because of Brooklyn's shortcomings, mm-hmm. I do not, and the Sixers played well, mm-hmm. but I don't want to make it seem like they just beat up on the 93 Bulls or something. Like That is true. Yeah. Oh my, the, understood. Like, they there were some things left to be desired in the Sixer performance. Mm-hmm. And one that was very obvious, JB, I was sitting next to you watching the yeah. game yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at you like, Harden's legs are dead. Like, mm-hmm. he can get by somebody, but mm-hmm. once he gets into the paint, he has absolutely no lift to finish. Mm-hmm. And so the layups get harder if he if he can get it up at all without getting it sent back at him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like we That's were, we gonna be problematic and further you get into the playoffs. We were watching the game and we're sitting there and like the jumper was still wet, jumper mm-hmm. was still working. He was still getting people to bite on moves. He was still crossing people up. You know, he he was able to get to the basket. He was able to make moves with a reasonable amount of speed. But once he got to the basket, no lift. Uh, nope. Uh, yeah, it, it it was it, it wasn't good. I. Made a post on Facebook. I'm like, man, me and James Harden finish at the rim the exact same way. (laughs) 
you know, er everything before he gets to the rim, he looks like James Harden, superstar, future, uh, you know, former MVP, future Hall of Famer, you know, everything that he mm -hmm. is. Then mm -hmm. he gets to the rim and, and, and yeah, it, it, mm -hmm. it, it wasn't good business, man. And I think, unfo unfortunately, that's something that's going to have to be taken into consideration as you decide what you're going to do with James Harden in the future. Mm -hmm. However, Right now, he's he's what we got. He's a starting point guard. He's a starting point guard. He's he's who we got. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I'm sorry. Go yeah. ahead, go ahead, Javon. No, I was going to say, and I think that was so telling, right? Because we he seemed fresh in game one, and then it just like consistently like went down game after mm -hmm. game after game. And when mm -hmm. you're talking about a team like the Celtics, right? You can't have those downward trends, you know. You play well in game one, right? We hope he does, right? Because then it's like, oh, man, Sixers might actually still home court if Boston mm -hmm. makes it, right? Still home court, and you've got a chance. But you can't have him go, you know, four mm -hmm. for 15, you know, later in the series because Boston actually has guards that can, you know, shoot a little bit. Derek White mm -hmm. and Brogdon and even Jalen Brown. So, yeah, he's yeah, you got to finish those layups. They have guards that are high-level defenders yep. that will That's make him right. work yes. Mm -hmm. And burn out those legs, yes. and then they'll make him work on the defensive end. Yep. Harden's mm -hmm. go he's going to need his legs this series. He's going he's going to need his legs this series. So that's his fans rooting on uh, Atlanta to try and somehow extend this series. Extend yes. this series. Yeah, the and best I, thing and, that can and, happen to Philly is if Atlanta can get six games out of this. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we'll so we'll be pulling for them. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to go on. too far and say seven because that's nah, just you know. <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm honestly I'm with you. Whatever you know, would love at least one more game. Would be ecstatic. They win two more games, but one you know. Let let me start. Let me not not be greedy. You know, mm -hmm. and but teams winning got good got this from uh, Tobias Harris. Some good contributions from role players. Now, last time the three of us talked, you know, I talked about can your role players do it on the road? You know, we're talking about for the first two games. Yeah, you come out, you play well at home. You're supposed to role players are supposed to play well at home. Mm -hmm. Can they do it on the road? But then what do you see? You see Tyrese Maxey, you know, showing up in game uh in game three. Game four, uh Started out slow, but still hit some shots towards the end. Mm -hmm. Heated up toward uh, he heated he heated up towards the end, and I, and I I have liked what I have seen from him. We're, we're kind of waiting to see the type of player he is. You know, he might never be your superstar, but I think uh, a phrase that you used uh, yesterday, Jonesy, when we were watching the game, is you know that high level role player. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I think he's ascended to that role. Do you, do you, has he grasped, in your opinion, from what you have seen in this series, has he grasped that uh, brass ring? For me, absolutely. Like, I, I'm hesitant. Like, I'm not as free with the word superstar mm -hmm. as a lot of other people. For me, a superstar, I need you to be effective on both ends of the court, number mm -hmm. one. I need you to be able to make other people around you better. Like, like there are extra things than just being able to go score points to make you a superstar. Agree, mm -hmm. agree. And so, with Maxi's defensive limitations, not really a point guard facilitator that 
you know, runs the offense that I don't want to say he doesn't make people better, but mm-hmm. his game is to go get buckets. Like so so in the grand scheme of things, that's a role. Mm-hmm. And it's not like he's the guy you got just count to go give you whatever you need. You need buckets from Maxi. That's his role. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's very, very good at that role. He'll get you, yes, he'll he'll get you buckets. You saw that. And it was like it he's the, the kind of player that for for people who, who have been watching the Sixers for years, that you've asked them to go get. They needed somebody who can hit that run stopping shot. Whether it be a jumper, whether it be getting to the basket, drawing fouls, that's what he is. That's what he can get. You saw that, and you saw that in Game Three. Harden's Harden's ejected, and Bead is 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 uh is limping around. You needed somebody to take over that game, and down the stretch, that's what he did. I mean, if you think about it, since the Sixers began the so-called process, mm-hmm. they've literally only had three players. That entire time, what, eight, nine, almost ten years now? Mm-hmm. Where like mean and I mean this literally three players who've been able to create their own shot on the perimeter. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just here for all of two months, and then now Harden Maxi. You can't you can't name yeah. another guard they mm-hmm. had who could create his own yes, who could shoot shoot the jump shot. Those were guys mm-hmm. like Danny Green or J.J. Redick, mm-hmm. Seth Curry, moved without the ball, catching, coming off screen. But mm-hmm. what we've lacked is what Tyrese into game three. Mm-hmm. A guy who can have the ball in his hands, say, get out my way, I'm going to create this shot, and it's going to be a good shot, and I'm going to seal the game. And I'm going to make you and I'm gonna make the shot. Yeah. On, on the Pexy offense, mm-hmm. that's the thing, it's a Maxi offensively has the ability to grow into that that scoring type closer role. Mm-hmm. Whether or not he'll become the defensive player you need him to be to round out his game is yet to be, yet to be seen. He can absolutely play that offensive closer role because he's able to like Jimmy Butler was here, he was able to create his own shot. Create his own shot. Yep. We haven't had it since. Painful, painful. Ben memory, Simmons, man. he wasn't student shooting at all. Yeah. <laughs> TJ no. McConnell, like these are the guys, these are guys we're talking about over the years. Isaiah Cannon, <laughs> you know, your wow. Smiths. Wow. Yeah. Don't you dare, don't you dare talk about Tony uh, Rowe. Like, no. These are the <laughs> Tony Rowe. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, <I> was... <laughs> mm-hmm. Tony saw... Roten. Mm-hmm. Um there, and there have been others. Matisse, Thibels, like these have all been the perimeter guys, and so it MB has mm-hmm. never really had well that one year the top of Jimmy Bo team, and you see how how he and Jimmy Bo years after that, yeah, yeah, acted no, like no, they live right. because M- B the value of having a guy that create that space for mm-hmm. so that's just a lot of like axie's role 
is uh, 100% essential for what to do. Like, mm-hmm. need hard in the facilitate, excuse me, to facilitate, facilitate yep. it's get your body involved. But you need Maxi to be that scoring perim- perimeter guy. And, like, he can close out with making shots for you. Definitely, definitely. And when, I guess, especially now when you see Joel and B being once again hampered by injury. And it's like, how much of this, from what mm-hmm. you've seen, like, how much of this for fans is like, oh my God, here we go again. That was once all again, at Twitter. <laughs> we're going into the second round with Embiid being beat with up. An injured and Embiid. Now it's not even like, with an injured Embiid and. Jonesy, you and I talked about this with uh, with AG a couple of weeks ago. And we were saying for Doc to save his job, we needed him to go out and win in the second round. Despite agreeing that Boston might be a better built team. Acknowledging the fact that they're going on the road, they don't have home co- home court advantage. So you need Doc in order to save his job to beat a better team on the road. And now, once again, Joel Embiid is hurt. And there's a question mark about how much you can really depend on James Harden. But does mm-hmm. but does this does this change anything? Are you still on this? You still feel the same way? And, and, we, and we talked about this with AG. It's way it's looking, it's second. All the excuses are out the door this year. You can say what you want, but if you don't get out the second mm-hmm. round, people's seats are going to be on fire. They're hot now. Yeah. You'll see the flames bursting out if they don't get out mm-hmm. the second round. <laughs> <laughs> um, Javon, I wanted to get your, your thought on that. Uh, where are you with Doc Rivers now? What, what do you, you know, putting injury and status aside, what did you need to see from Doc Rivers to say next season, Doc can still coach this team. I'm, I'm on the same. I'm on the same accord with y'all, right? I think you mm-hmm. got to get to the conference finals. Like you, you, this team, and just Doc Rivers in general, they've he's they've just not have getting it done in the second round for various of my rather reasons, right? And granted, now Embiid's hurt again, which is again not ideal because you would like you would think you thought this year was different. Like all mm-hmm. right, he stayed healthy through most of the regular season, so he's gonna. Going to the playoffs and you get the sweep, he's going to be healthy. Then you go into Boston, you got a chance for him being healthy. Now he's a little bit banged up, but I think again that doesn't change the fact that this guy is supposed to be what a top fifteen coach all time. Like mm-hmm. you, this is you got to do it right. And yeah. I think what helps him this, I think what helps him this time around is that I think this team just has a different mindset and mentality where they, you know, I think they they for weirdly enough. We, I think we saw this even in this series and even throughout the regular season. This team's this team, like they thrive in crunch time, like they don't like mm-hmm. fold in like how we saw past Sixers teams, like get crunch mm-hmm. time. I don't know, man. I don't know if I want such as a take in the shot, right? We've seen mm-hmm. in this series, right? Maxi step up, Melton coming up, you know, late stretches in the fourth. I mean, PJ Tucker, even though he doesn't give you anything offensively, right? Just <laughs> doing those, <laughs> doing those little things, but he'll hit a shot from time to time, though. Yeah, he mm-hmm. will. 
And I think but he'll even, make the hustle play, set the screen, get right. the rebound, like and all the little, you, and all, all the winning and that's plays. What you need. Loose balls on exactly the what you face need. And loose balls on the floor, mm-hmm. all that. Yeah, no, we, we saw it, and we'll need it. We'll we'll definitely need it in the next round. One one more thing I wanted to ask you guys before uh, before we leave this uh, net seat uh, net series alone. Talk to you guys about uh, I guess the. Uh, the sports talk chatter after game three about Joel Embiid's, uh, his, uh, con, I don't know, conduct, demeanor, whatever. How much do you put into that? How much of that is something that you, sh- you should really pay attention to? And how much of that is just really sports talk fodder? Because you need to make a 3 0 series seem interesting. I mean, depend on the station, right? We saw it coming from WIP. And yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, well, of course you, it's not going to come you know, from the flagship yeah. station. It's no, it's not. No, you. no, it's not. Yeah. But, I mean, they might talk <laughs> slick here and there. But, no, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I mean, where there's some, like, should he been ejected? Yeah, you can really make a strong case. Like, yo, man, should have been. You might have should have been out the door, which probably co- which which costed your man getting kicked out <laughs> over mm-hmm. nothing. Over nothing. Look, man, as you can see, Harden needed the break probably more than yeah, he right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he needed the break. So I mean, yeah. when you put it, when you, I mean, he, I mean, I saw, I saw the tweet. They painted it like that and say he's like mentally weak and stuff like that. Like I can't, I, I, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't go there with him with that because, like, yeah, I mean, everybody has a bad game, right? But it's mm-hmm. how you how you push through he pushed through it and like you said to create this narrative when your team is up 3-0 that's it's just just weird right we should be the conversation should have not been about oh man and b is he mentally weak is he physically weak you know the conversation should be hey tyrese maxi 33 points like mm-hmm. really you know push got this team got the nets on the brink of elimination melton paul reed you know PJ Tucker, even though he's missing threes, you know, he's still doing the little things, not, you know, trying to tear down and be, you know, mm-hmm. just because you want to get some, you know, ratings on your morning show because you're trying to replace somebody. So uh, I will say this, though. Not that I agree with anyone who's casting Embiid in that light, but over the course of his career, we've seen Embiid have moments where he showed bad body language. Yeah. And somewhat seemed like he was moping for better or for worse. There were there are times where mm-hmm. we've seen him mope a little bit on the mm-hmm. sideline. Mm-hmm. And the way game three was going, hard and ejection, Embiid's knee sprain. It would not be a stretch with the sprained knee for Embiid to have a moment where he's like, man, really again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody's ever sprayed their knee. You feel something's wrong immediately. So mm-hmm. for the man to react as though, man, not again, and have a moment where you might see him not looking excited, that's human. That's, just, that's being human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He still competed hard. He yep. still went out there, gave you what you needed, made a game-saving block and all. Mm-hmm. Yes, but mm-hmm. and that's the part that impressed me, and why I don't agree with them saying like it was bad. But like and we've seen him mope in the what I think yeah. saw dude facing reality and made himself again. Yeah, and I guess it was it was not just the, all, the criticism of, and it's not just the criticism of the sixes that are that that bothered me. It was it was the words that were used. And, and you know, look, man, we're we're small time 
podcast. I'll put his mm-hmm. name out there. Jody Cameron called him a disgrace. Yeah. A disgrace. I'm like, dude, you're pushing it now. Like now you go you're you're going too far. A disgrace? No. No, no I'm, I'm I find it hard to believe that Rick, that in that game, in in that game where he still put up 14 points, 10 rebounds, had the game saving mm-hmm. block. This man is still the league MVP. A disgrace? Mm-hmm. That's you, you, nah. you're doing too much, bro. Yeah, so I see a guy Doug Cameron had to get the sit, sit your ass down award for that day, man. <laughs> like Joe, sit your ass down, bro. A disgrace. And it was funny. Um, it was funny. I I saw you know there, there were people who were kind of criticizing that line of criticism. Mm-hmm. Saying you know, like saying, "Hey, you know what? This this might be going a little bit too far." And 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 the same way, you know, we, you know, the three of us and, and the people that we rock with, the people that we're cool with, we'll kind of circle the wagons when somebody tries to come at them. You mm-hmm. know, WIP. They're the same way. They'll, they'll you know they'll they'll circle the wagon for each other. Somebody want to come at Jody Camera. There'll be somebody else. You know, whether it be an intern or a producer or mm-hmm. or. You know, mm-hmm. one of the ten thousand weekend people. You know, they'll jump in, and 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 that's what. And, and he saw that happening, and it was like they're trying to double down on this. And I'm like, look, I'm sorry, I watched that game. Yeah, and and, and to to Jonesy, to your point, it's like here's a man who 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 does put forth a lot of effort. Yep, and although has had has had injury history, to find mm-hmm. yourself possibly in that place. Again, can be a little bit, you know, disappointing, a disheartening, disheartening, or whatever. But he still, you know, he didn't mail it in. Mm, no. He kept competing. He kept and competing. That's, and that, if, like, if if he'd have had that moment and then just moped up and down the court for the rest of the game without giving full effort, yep. Then we can mm-hmm. then we can take that reproach. Mm-hmm. But the man still competed. Yep, definitely, yeah. definitely. If your leg is fifty percent and you give me that full fifty percent, fine. Right. I can't say yeah. anything bad about you. Mm-hmm. And especially, and, and when you look at, and I thought also when you look at what seemed to be the game plan of mm-hmm. the Brooklyn Nets, where yeah. it was like I felt like, you know, say say make what everyone you want else about, beat you. Yes, say what you want about Jock Vaughn. Say what you want about the Brooklyn Nets, but I felt like their game plan was, hey. We can't beat these guys straight up. So we got to beat these guys straight up. We got to beat on these guys straight up. We got to see if we can. Yeah, specifically Embiid. And we got to see if we can go him into making a mistake. You know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not trying to excuse, you know, Joel Embiid kicking that man where he kicked him. But let's not forget that after that play, Nick Cla- Nick Claxton knew what he was doing when he stepped over and beat yep. like that. Mm-hmm. That wasn't yep. him just trying. That wasn't him just trying to get back down the floor to play defense. He knew what he was doing. He knew right. what he was trying to I, do. I got to call a timeout here because okay. we're Philly fans. Yeah, we celebrate AI stepping over people. Yeah, yeah. no, I understand. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Let me finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go, if you remember. A few years ago, 2016 NBA Finals, w- Warriors were up 3-1. Mm-hmm. LeBron stepped over Draymond. Mm-hmm. What happened to Draymond? He got kicked out. Mm-hmm. It's 
there's certain things you got to keep your composure. No, no, I'm, no. Hold on, hold on. I'm not. Because the thing is, it's not that, like, yeah, getting stepped over, you feel a certain. But if you're on the court, mm-hmm. you can't respond the way Embiid did, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and, like, and I'm, I'm and, not. And I'm, no. I'm not going to put any kind of a sugarcoating on that one. No, he no, I, and, and I, I'm not disagreeing with that closure. point. I, I am, I, I am not disagreeing with that point. I'm just saying that that, yes, I, I, I believe that there is a space where you can say yes, Embiid has to be smarter than that. Mm-hmm. Embiid has to be smarter than that. But nonetheless, the game plan because the game plan was the hope that he wasn't smarter than that. That was yeah, what mm-hmm. they. That's what they went. That's what he did was what they were hoping he would do in the hopes that it would get him put out of the game mm-hmm. and take him out of the game. So exactly. all, all I'm saying, all I'm, I'm not, I am not excusing Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid needs to be smarter than that. Joel, at this point in time, now Joel Embiid should should be expecting that. Right. But how, however, all I'm saying is. That was the game plan. That was their game plan, and they came up with that game plan because they uh, know uh, that they can't beat the they the Brooklyn Nets knew they couldn't beat the Philadelphia 76ers. And he Absolutely. also, and he also I mean, had, no argument. Yeah. That's the game plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. And Embiid just can't fall in can't fall into that trap. To, to your point, Embiid can't right. can't fall for that. Yeah, and for me, I was just going to add on, right? He, there's going to be a heated moment. If they see the Celtics, it's going, there's, there's going to be a moment yes. of tension and yes. heat. And he's going, yes. like he's, mm-hmm. like we all said, he's going to have to understand, weigh the pros and cons in that moment. Like <laughs> Joel Embiid and Marcus Smart will get into it at some point in time uh, during this, exactly. probably during game one. It, it, that That is going to happen. We We know it. They know it. And Joel Embiid has to be smarter than that. No double technicals. No, no you know, n- nothing like that. Because bottom line is, right. uh, Boston Celtics can win without Marcus Smart. The Sixers cannot win without jo- Joel Embiid. Yep. Right. Exactly. Hey, and that's quick, why I'm so stressing Embiid keeping yep. his composure. Yes. All right, real quick before I let you guys go, it was good Sixers talk today. But I, I wanted to ask a question outside of uh, – Sixers Nets real quick. I wanted to ask an NBA question. Okay. Are you ready? This is my question. Who the hell is Dylan Brooks? <laughs> and and I and, and I, let, let me let me explain my question. I know who he is. I know who he plays for. But When you talk, when you talk about NBA players and, and, and who they are, at some point in time, I feel like there should be an an an, an NBA game and a, a storyline or something that goes along with that player. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know, you can like or dislike LeBron. But you can point out, like, okay, I remember when LeBron did this in the game. I remember when mm-hmm. he did that in the game. You, mm-hmm. you know, there are countless times about that, like Jordan, Kobe, and sometimes, and and and, and it's not always just the superstars. Mm-hmm. You know, you can sit there and say, I remember when Tim Perry, when Tim Perry dropped thirty points for the Sixers. When you know, 
Willie Burke. I remember when Dana Barrows went for 50. Dana Barrows went for 50. Here, here another example. And, and it doesn't always have to be points. People could say, hey, man, you remember when you remember when Steph Curry was chasing the threes record and they played the sixes on nationwide TV and they put Matisse Thibel on him that whole game and, and, and frustrated him that whole game. JB, but, I'm going to so, show my age, but you remember when Scott Skiles had 30 assists. 30 assists, exactly. Exactly. My point is, give me a story like that on Dylan Brooks. Tell me, give me a Dylan Brooks story. Give me a Dylan Brooks right, NBA Dylan game Brooks story. story. I got a Dylan Brooks story for you. Because there was this fought, one time. You wanted to fight Shannon Sharp? No, no. I got the story okay. for you. Hold okay. on. Because there was this one time, I think you'll remember this one, where he ran off his mouth to LeBron and then got embarrassed the next game. That's the Dylan Brooks story I got for you. <laughs> I, I, I don't get. I don't got any other ones. Uh, exactly. And that, and that, and, and. That that's my point. That is my point. There's no there's no Dylan, you know, there's no Dylan Brooks NBA stories. Who is who is he? He's nobody. He's a guy. Mm-hmm. And, and and it's not all, like we're calling him a bum or saying he doesn't deserve to be in the league. It's just boy, it's like, there's a big gap between mm-hmm. just some guy in the league and LeBron. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And, and you don't just, you don't want to give LeBron extra motivation right now. You don't want a bad idea. First of all, you don't want to be the guy. You don't want to be the guy that motivated the the leader of the seventh seed to beat your two seed. You're Memphis and you're in the two seed. You go home in the first round, it's, and, and it's not going to just be oh that was because it was LeBron. It was because a guy that who who acts like he is a star on that team. Not the star. We know who the star is on that team. But he acts like he's a star on that team, mm-hmm. a contributor. And I just I, I don't I don't remember ever seeing him really contribute. You know, and it's like you see that and, and, and maybe, you know, There's maybe defense. Memphis fan maybe Memphis fans can 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 point me in into something. And they can say, hey, he had such and such game against such and such or whatever, but it's still I don't know him. I don't know any Dylan, <laughs> Dylan Brooks moments. Who's he? I, and I just don't get it. I, I'm I'm tired of tired of this guy. All, all his all his his highlights are whatever he shows up to the game in. Yep. And whatever he says. Yeah, yeah. That's not cool, man. It's one. Th- it's like it's like. It's, it, it was one thing when it was Russ, Russell Westbrook. But, Russell, but you could say, hey, man, Russell Westbrook wears some crazy mm-hmm. stuff to the game and then give you a triple-double. Say what you want about that triple-double, but it's still a triple-double. <laughs> <laughs> you know? you know, I, I, This is not... It was probably a 30-point triple-double. Like, a yeah, right. or not, <laughs> help the team win or not, he's going to give you, he's gonna give you a 30-point triple-double. You know... Russell Westbrook averaged a triple-double in his career twice. We were talking about how long it had happened since the Big O did it. He comes and does it twice. Mm-hmm. He can wear whatever he wants to the room. He, to, he can wear whatever he wants to, to, to the game. You know, his resume speaks for itself. Yep. At some point in time, if you're mm-hmm. an NBA player and you're going to talk that much, your resume needs to say something other than, 
he talks and he wears funny clothes. I mean, his team played better without him last night, too. That's not good. Mm, just saying. That's team not good. Much, team look much better without him. <laughs> That's not good. That's not good. And once the word gets out on that, you're out the league pretty soon. You know, his league, you know, at, at some point in time, Memphis is going is going to want to, you know, cut bait with him. Let him mm -hmm. go. And whatever team he goes to next, they're going to have a shorter lease than Memphis did. Mm-hmm. And sooner or later, but, he'll yeah, be I, right there. Simply, he'll be right there next. Simply to, uh, put, hmm? but like, let, let, let's make this a lot more simple. Like, there's all these things around it, but what we're seeing is why young teams don't win NBA championships. Yeah. That's what we're seeing. Mm -hmm. Good point. Good point. Good point. All right, man. Uh, let's. You know, it was, it was good talking. Always good to talk some basketball on a Sunday afternoon with you two gentlemen, man. Same as always. Exactly, exactly. All right. Um, well, real quick, Javon, what you working on for this week? What you got? What you got cooking? Uh, I don't even know. That's a good question. <laughs> uh, we got, <laughs> we got, we got draft coming up. NFL yeah. draft is what is coming up this week. So me and Harrison will probably do something. Maybe do a pod or. Something on the website, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, pretty much, that's about it. Draft and yeah, the Phillies are still going on, so we got that. Yeah. That game, so, the game's well. Look, I'm sitting there. I got the game on behind me, so I can't see it, but it looks like the game is over, and they're interviewing a Philly. So I'm going to assume that they won. Yes, they did. <laughs> okay. Nine okay, to three. Nine. Oh, okay. Nice, mm -hmm. nice. There you go. All right, it's a good weekend. Two, you know. Philly, uh, let's see. Three. They Take won three, Friday three. and yesterday. Yep. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. They, three out of four from the Rockies after getting blank. You know, mm -hmm. that's, hey, it's all right. We'll take that. Sixes win this series, and the Eagles are about to trade for Derrick. No, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there real will quick, be. A, uh -huh. I know we're all Sixers, and mm -hmm. we'll get into this later. But yeah. there's some smoke around this Eagles and a running back. This Derrick Henry talk. Yeah, Dijon yeah. says he's only visited two teams, the Eagles and, and the Buccaneers. Mm -hmm. So they're connecting the Eagles to a lot of running backs. But we'll get Eagles, to that later this week. Eagles, Eagles running back room is going to have about 17 people in it to start the season. <laughs> and, and the problem is they're all going to be good. So what can, what can you do? We'll talk about all that this week. Javon, thank you, my brother. Appreciate you, no man. No problem. All right, peace, brother. All right, once again, make sure you check us out Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Jonesy and Brown or at BITW Sports. You can download this podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast from. Just go to BITW Sports. That is Mike Jones. I am John Brown. This has been the 83 to Infinity Podcast. Go Sixers whenever the Sixers play again. And hopefully it won't be for like another week or so. Go home. Go Hawks, yes. Let's go Atlanta. Let's go for a special shout-out to Mike Jones' favorite player in the NBA right now, Trey Young. I'm going to get oh, you yeah. that Trey Young jersey as soon as uh, – I'm rocking it this week only. Okay. Definitely. This week only. Definitely. Your favorite player, Trey Young. And we'll talk about all that later on this week. Peace, y'all. You feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, go to SoundCloud.com slash B-I-T-W sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World's